Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Aquafina. And we are a comic relief for your reality. Shit is real, but that it's funny. funny. This podcast represents the opinions of Molly and Aquafina and no way is connected to our employees or associated business partners. The content is for information for business only. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Molly and Aquafina, where we are creating a safe space for all things Black, Black, and more Black. Thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate all the love and support. This is episode 31. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think. This is, this is episode 32. (laughs) 33? (laughs) This is episode 31, 32, or 33. But anyway, welcome, guys. <laughs> I'm not sure what episode it is. It's, it's, it's in the 30s, though. It's episode 31. It's definitely in the 30s. Friend, how was your weekend? It's the weekend, right? Okay, because it's Sunday. It's just the, the days are just a blur. Um, so far, so good. Okay. I have no complaints. I feel well rested, mm-hmm. um, nice and hydrated, nice and moisturized. So I'm good. And how about you? I don't feel hydrated yet. I think I have to. I I don't think I've been drinking enough water for the past two days. Um, so yeah, I might need to get that intake up a little bit more. My weekend was okay. You already knew that I went to two different wineries for my cousin's 50th birthday. Happy birthday, Lise Lise. And it was fun. That was my first time on a party bus. Well, a sprinter. And like I told you earlier this morning, I just feel like I should be living that life. Like I want to be driven around in a Mercedes Benz sprinter. Like I don't mind being a celebrity. As you should. Speak <laughs> it. Speak it. Speak it. I don't mind. It was fun. My mom was turning up. My aunt was turning up. It was definitely a good time. It was a surprise. So she didn't know. Um, and then for her birthday, I got her a blanket with different pictures on it, like a collage type of thing. And a picture, a blown up picture framed with her, her sister, and her father who passed away. So it was good. And her cake was from Denise's. And you know, I love a good Denise, I said Denise, Denise pound cake. Mm. The icing I wasn't a fan of, but I took the icing off. But the cake is going to be good when she frees it. Because you know, Black people love freezing shit. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Lisa. And yes, Black people... <laughs> they love a certain age group of black people well it must have rubbed off to freeze things it rubbed off because i i like the freeze stuff now i do not i do I, not i will freeze a piece of cake in a minute and then like take it out thaw it out and eat it yes and it will taste just the same as look look sidebar my wedding cake, you know, I had two different wedding cakes. So it was one from O'Terry's, which I'm not a fan of. A lot of people are a fan of O'Terry's cakes, and I don't know why. I hate it. And my other cake was from Denise's. I froze that cake. What was that? August. Was that 2016? And then ate it that next August, like after it came out the freezer. Bomb. Really? And I tell you. I didn't mm-hmm. even wait till it like thawed out all the way and I started eating it. 
that cake was bomb. Now, the cake from yesterday, the icing, it was just nasty. But I think it was because I had fondue. Is it fondue? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of Terry's yeah. or Denise's cake. Yeah, the old Terry's cake. It's just, that was trash. That was the one that the venue gave you. Mm-hmm. But that's why I got my own cake. Um, But yeah, her birthday was fun. It was a good time. Besides the meltdown that I had about the whole clothes not fitting right. And that's why I need to keep my ass in the gym. Because I really had a meltdown. <laughs> I'm not going I don't like putting on regular people clothes <laughs> why can't I wear tights I want to wear sweatpants with, with crocs that's what I kept telling my mom <laughs> I want to wear crocs and sweatpants I don't want to wear this shit like, I was just cursing at everything the only thing that was right was my hair <laughs> when you are used to wearing we wear a lot of um Athletic, yeah. yeah. So when you wear your workout clothing for the majority of the week, and it comes down to having to put on actual clothing, yeah, it's very, very humbling. And not that I wasn't already humble. It was just the simple fact that you know you buy your outfit prior to you like, all right, I pieced it together. I had the top, the bottom, the shirt, the shoes, everything I had mapped out. And put the whole damn thing on once it came in the mail. And it just was not it. It was not it. So I was really, really upset when that outfit didn't outfit yesterday. And then not to mention, once I got around everybody, everybody was dressed down. I was thinking that the winery was like the one that we went to for my mom. But it wasn't that. It was like really country grammar, no Nelly. (laughs) Like, no Band-Aid, a bunch of, you know, other people there. Like, it was like an alien experience when we pulled up. And it probably was like, who are all these Black-ass people getting off of this Mercedes-Benz Sprinter coming in here to Honky Town? Like, (laughs) we were so out of place. And my mom even said one time, she's like, they looking at us like, what's all these niggas doing up here? But like, yeah, I, I just, I wasn't dressed for the occasion. Um, that's the last outing for me. I didn't spend a lot of money yesterday. I did walk away with a bottle of wine, only one. Um, but yeah, I just have to, it's, it's really, we, I'm really going to double down. This gym thing, this calorie intake thing, like you said, I'm really, yeah. It's just something that got to happen. It's either that surgery at this point for me. Well, now, (laughs) (laughs) I think the surgery thing is, I mean, you know, people do what they want to do with their body, but I feel like before getting the surgery, you probably have to conquer the diet aspect first. Which is not an issue. It's a, the diet is, is a major issue for me. It's a major issue for me. It's not for you. I feel like once you, once you. I think portion control. But you always do good. Like you've done it before. Once you I've done get, it before. Once you get on a good foot, you're normally good. Like you're normally good. Nothing just, can deter you. I just got to get on that foot. <laughs> yeah. Once you, like I've seen it. So I don't think that's an issue for you. Other people, it might be, but you know, once you 
stay consistent and actually get your meal prep situation going and your grocery list, like you normally fall into place. The thing that is everybody wanted to work from home until you actually work from home. Now, for some people, it's probably a great thing. I think it's the best thing for people who have children. Mm-hmm. And especially like newborns, you can stay home with your child a little longer. But for someone like me, who is used to that hustle and bustle in the morning, yeah. getting up and going, I truly, genuinely miss that. So just getting up, coming from upstairs to downstairs, it's like, okay, it's, it's really starting to wear on me. And yeah. I think that's the problem. The kitchen is right there. My snacks are right there. It's different when you're inside of an office and you can't snack like that. So it's going to take for me to get back into the workflow and leaving my home for it to really like work a little bit better for me. Yeah, two years being at home two and then going back was something years. crazy. It was something crazy. It was something crazy for me. Hell, I'm still trying to catch up. <laughs> it was really crazy. So I understand. And it does feel better, like actually moving around in the office. Well, I'm not in the office, but <laughs> in the school. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. Well, speaking of offices in workplaces um it is black history month i'm black and i'm pro um i'm not sure what people are doing in their workplace for black history month but let me just say my employer is very passionate about sending out um Sending out information about every holiday known to men, but not the ones that need to be highlighted. So I got something Mm -hmm. for Valentine's Day. They would hit me with, I don't know, but whatever holiday or anything else you could think of, (laughs) that's not really a holiday. But I have yet to get something about Black History Month. So they sent me an email for our weekly um, Zoom meeting and said, mm. please come with a person from your family or community that you, I guess you deem important and it's a Black person, right? Now, my work group is very diverse. I do not work with a whole team. <laughs> I do not work with a whole team of Black people. You sure people. don't. It's the Rainbow Coalition over there. It is the Rainbow, okay? So me and my one co-worker, we was just like, so what are they going to, who are you going to post? Who are you going to post, right? We And we took a guess. It's going to be Martin Luther King. It's going to be Michelle Obama. And it was exactly that. Oh. Martin Luther King and Michelle Obama. So for my person, I chose, take a guess. Our future boss, Uncle C the God. Okay. Absolutely. That's who I chose for my person. And you know, I just talked about creating a space for black people to showcase their talents and have their own opportunities to be put on without having to beg for it, right? And have the mm-hmm. same opportunities as our counterparts. So everyone got real quiet. I just saw like the head shaking, like, okay, this is different. Mm-hmm. This is different. And before I spoke, I made sure to say this is a step in the right direction. It's not enough. Yeah. This is this is not even enough, but this is a step in the right direction that you're finally acknowledging that it's Black History Month. Yeah. 
But next year, I expect something different and I expect something better. That was a, a project that you give to children in elementary right. school. That was right. so juvenile of you to even send me that yeah. email stating it. But I'm going to show up and I'm going to participate. Yeah. Yeah. And every meeting for the rest of the month, I'm going to show with somebody else. And they better be blackity, black, black, black. Black, black as hell. hell. Black, black as hell. hell. I made me a list of people that I think I'm going to have for um, the next few meetings that we have on Zoom. And you just make it your background. But they better be black as hell. It's not, if it's not enough. The senator, the lunch lady, the everybody black. And the sad part is that my CEO is a white man, and right underneath him is a black woman. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a black woman. Okay. And I think where I'm at right now in this space is that I talk so much shit about Kamala, right? <laughs> I do. And I think that. When we get these black women, what I'm noticing, and not for all, just for some, is I think that when we get, as black women, when we get into these certain spaces, we try to be as conservative as possible. We try to hold our place in that spot, and we don't really want to, we don't really want to rock the boat, right? And I get it, but I don't get it. And maybe that's why I'm not in that position yet. And I'm just going to say yet, because I feel like if I'm in a position where I can showcase Blackness in a positive light Mm -hmm. and introduce it to people that may have not even seen it, I think I would do it. I think so. I think as Black women, we need to really be okay with showing up as ourselves, making that space, putting that space in a room for other Black people to feel comfortable about it. Because again, the, the second person in command in my organization is a black woman. Yeah. And I have never seen anything for Black History Month. And I think that's why certain people respect black women more, especially in the workplaces, because we, well, I can speak for myself. When I go to work, I don't show up as anybody else but myself. You're going to get the same curse words. <laughs> You're going to get the same neck movement, the neck rolling, the neck popping. You're going to get the same energy that you're going to get as if you were to see me outside of work. Like I'm not changing myself. And that's not something that just, you know, that I've been doing for practicing for a long time, but that's something that I slowly started to accept about myself. Cause normally you go into the workplace and voices will change. You've heard me before when I'm like, good morning. <laughs> saying good morning to certain co-workers now I just be like hey what's up what's going on on?" the kids will come up to me like miss such and such I'm like what's up what's up (laughs) they tell me what's wrong I'm not like we shouldn't have to change who we are in the workplace and we should be able to be vocal about our concerns and address certain things especially when it comes to black history with our peers or coworkers or the higher ups. And I think that people um, are starting to embrace that about us black women. Well, some, some people probably feel away about it, but no, it is what it is. I think I give my job, <clears throat> I like to keep them on their tools. I never want them to know who you're going to get when we turn that Zoom on. <laughs> you, you never... <laughs> You never know 
who's going to show up? And you know, when I show up, it's going to be professional. Um, I'm going to be on time. With a razzle dazzle though. But you never know what that razzle dazzle is going to be. Per my last email, because you like to hit, you like to hit niggas with the. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I show up, but I like to keep them guessing. I like when someone turns their camera on and their mic and say, oh, Miss Jones, I didn't even know that was you. Your hair is different or uh-huh. something, something. Yeah, you just you just never know what I'm going to give y'all. Be out here looking like the blind bomb show. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. I'm very consistent. Very. But That's key. I try to be Miss Jones when I'm at work. And as soon as I hit that car, my trap music is playing and I'm just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm always professional though. Always professional. So speaking on situations with Black history, I'm going to try to filter this as much as possible. Um, And if you feel as though I'm revealing too much, I want you to be like, Aquafina, you can say to me, okay? So I can start. So... Our boss wants us to start switching the bulletin boards every month. We all are well aware that it's Black History Month, like you said. Let me just put it out there that I don't feel you have some of the staff members that participated, you know, did the old traditional Martin Luther King coloring pictures with the little bio next to it. And they are posted in the hallways. You are posted on black and red and green paper, like the traditional shit like that, that gets on my nerves. But then you have a majority of the people that are not even putting shit up at all, which is baffling to me because you guys work in an elementary school. You are educators. And you're not participating when half of your class is fucking black. But anyway, he wants us to switch up the bulletin boards every month. This month is black history. (laughs) My coworker said, oh, I'm talking to my other coworker who's black. And I'm like, these are the ideas that I have. We were sending each other text messages and stuff like that, of Pinterest ideas and stuff like that. We get to work. Our other coworker who is not black. Um, she says, I have an idea. She gives me these two books that says um, Black History Bulletin Board Ideas. So I'm looking through the pages, looking through the pages, and you see the same traditional shit. The, the Malcolm, not the Malcolm X's, God forbid, they would never put him in a book, but <laughs> the Martin Luther King's and all these other people. Rosa Parks. Yeah, like that That you just always do. And then I get across one picture that has an example of a bulletin board. And on this color page, it has one black little boy. The rest of the faces, they're big cutout faces of kids. And it says, our community. My other coworker happened to walk by because she said, Miss such and such, you all right? I said, I'm just, this picture is just rubbing me the wrong way. 
So I said, so I'm not being biased. I want you to look at this picture. My other black work, black coworker walks up as we're out there. And she like, what? The first thing the lady said, and she an older lady, she said, what the fuck is this? Excuse my French. She said, this, this don't got nothing to do with our community or our black history. This is my black history. This is for black kids, people that look like me. Why is there one black face in a book that's supposed to be a black history bulletin board? So I put the book down, didn't do nothing in the book. I end up putting a purple black round on the bulletin board and I didn't have a border. So what I did was I cut out green, black and red construction paper and I made like these little cylinder like type of things and I pasted it around the the border of the background and then pasted them going all the way down the hall and I was going to get the kids well me and my other coworker are going to get the kids to take pictures put up what their dreams are write it for them and put their picture up with it underneath of it and paste that on the actual wall and then each day they're doing a different person and we're going to put that part on the bulletin board, whatever the activity is, put it on the bulletin board. So the person that my coworker that gave me the book, she was like, you didn't do nothing. You didn't do nothing out the book. And I'm like, mm, nah, I saw better stuff on Pinterest. And just left it at that. Um, and then she was like, oh, well, I, I guess you can just put the activities that the kids do in the classroom on the other bulletin board. But that's another thing that I don't want to do. You're doing the stuff like the Martin Luther Kings and the Rosa Parks and the Harriet Tubman's. And, and I am, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my history. I get it. But there are other influential people, Black people that are out here making strides and that are doing things also. We have to stop with the traditional stuff, like add more, incorporate more to that. Teach them about that, yes, about Martin Luther King. But you also need to teach them about Huey P. Newton, is Huey P. Newton, did I say that right? <laughs> Huey P. Newton, um, Malcolm X, because I don't see him in there at all in the curriculum, at all. And I don't like that as well. Why? Because he wasn't as peaceful as Martin Luther King? No, let Malcolm X shake the fucking table in his cafeteria. Shake the table. <laughs> Teach them about the Black Panther Party and that it wasn't something that should have been in a negative light. And how the reason why they're eating lunch to this day and receiving free lunches is because of them. Teach them some other stuff besides stuff like that. Y'all like the pussyfoot with the curriculum. Y'all like the pussyfoot with Black history. There is, and that's another thing with the principal. I didn't see no announcement. Normally you send a fucking email for everything. Where's the email saying that, oh, guys, let's do this for Black History Month. I don't see none of that. I don't give a shit what curriculum they got for this month that says do this lesson on Martin Luther King. No, actually participate. Actually help these kids to embrace who they are and not give them whitewash activities because that's all it is. I just didn't see enough of that going around in a school with a school full of fucking black kids. I think a lot of times the teachers and administrative, well, you're, you're only going to be as strong as your leader. But I feel like a lot of times leaders try to play it real safe. One, because they don't know. X. Two, 
they just want to be as politically correct as possible. And the thing with now being an adult and looking back on my own um, schooling and learning about Black history, that's American history, right? Uh And we're calling it Black history because of how it impacted Black people. But I think before we start teaching about us arriving here in America, let's, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go back to the history of Black people, where we come from uh-huh. and who we were before we got here. Because that's, said, that's your say, history. That's American history. Y'all did that. And don't say got here before we were forced to come here. Before, <clears throat> yeah, before we were forced to get here, before we got here. That's your history. So the fact that you don't want to talk about it, the fact that you don't want to own up to it, the fact that you got people protesting and picking it and talk about they don't want to talk about critical race theory because they don't want the little white girl, a white boy to feel bad. That's their history. Mm -hmm. I get my history shoved in my face every day. I'm still still living it. But the fact that you want to protect feelings, no, it's about time that this is all out on the table. Let everybody know what part was played. When it comes to their history, uh-huh. I'm tired. I, I actually am maybe because I'm in my adult years, but I'm, I'm tired of the Martin Luther Kings and the Rosa Parks. And I didn't want to be because y'all tell the story about what they did, but why did they have to do it? How did they get there? And what they endured? They were getting what they endured. They were getting arrested, like y'all, and even to hear. Like they have the books. All right, so they give you the lesson plans or whatever. They have the books and whoever wrote, <laughs> wrote the shit, just everything about it is disrespectful because you got these kids sitting on the carpet and they're hearing the fluff of it all. Like, oh, and he led the march to Birmingham and he wanted everyone to be free and be equal. And the end. But baby girl, what did <laughs> like, they have to endure crossing that bridge? The right. hoses, the dog. You don't hear nothing. You don't about hear the about that. You don't hear nothing. You don't hear nothing about the shit that would frighten kids. Nothing. It said he let it, and that was the end. And Rosa Parks <laughs> was just tired. And she didn't want to get up. No, she was working. My nigga, she was working hard and get off of work. And what was her job? What was her occupation? How did she get there? What other opportunities were given to Black people during that time? What were Black women able to do or not able to do? If you're going to tell the story, tell the story. Exactly. And that's the problem. Because we're passing the same thing down. And the other problem that I have, then that's in the school system. Now, the other problem is that we have to tell our own story. Yes. As parents, we have to tell our own story. Your child, and I say this all the time, and I will keep saying it, do not let your child's school be their only source of education. Exactly. Exactly. Do not let it be, because you have no idea, unless you are involved, and a lot of times it's hard for parents to be involved, single parents especially, you don't know what they're teaching your child in the school. Yep. You got to think about the day. So- from eight to typically probably six o'clock for a lot of households in America, uh-huh. that parent is not with that child. Your child probably goes to school, then they get picked up and now they dropped off at their after school program and they come in contact with so many people throughout the day, getting so many different influences that by the time they get to you, 
it's time for dinner, a bath, mm-hmm. homework, checking her in bed. And then on the weekends, y'all all tired. So at what, at what point are you able to educate your child? And that's why I try to make the experience realistic as possible. And I, it's crazy because a kid came to me and his name happens, never mind, whatever. A kid came to me and he was like, Miss such and such, I wish you was my mom because you nice and you smart. And I said, such and such, your mom is nice and your mom is smart. He said, I know, but I wish you was my mom too. Cause I love you. <laughs> I said, I love you too. But that's why I try to be like, when I see him dragging his coat on the floor, yo, pick that coat up off the floor. Cause your mom probably done spent this, this, this amount of hours, this amount of money trying to get you this expensive ass coat, tie your shoelaces. Cause you walking around with Balenciagas, your mom, listen, tie them shoelaces. Did you eat your food? Move that junk to the side, eat that sandwich, drink the, the whatever, the whatever, do your homework. I don't know how to read. All right, sit down. We about to, we about to get to it. And a lot of educators are not like that. And a lot of educators don't have the patience. They're good teachers, great teachers as far as teaching the child, you know, learning ABCs and stuff like that. But aside from the learning aspect, you really can't teach that African-American child nothing. man that's that yeah that's a tough one that's a tough one that's why a lot of them and you'll see it in the schools and a couple of co-workers will say it like they gravitate towards certain individuals the kids the african-american kids they know children never one thing about children they 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 don't lie (laughs) they're so honest they're so pure like they don't lie and it's hard because again you'll have People go to school, they uh, get their degree in education. Some of them do different programs where you're forced now to go back and teach in the hood. Yeah. You've never been yep. in. You never been in the hood. Yep. So when you have Keisha coming to school and she's tired and she doesn't have her pencil, you have And never- when you say been in the hood, I want to bring this to your attention too, because this was another experience during the summertime. Um, the lady was like, she made a comment, not to me. I overheard her, overheard her make a comment. It wasn't in my school. It was another school, a high school. And she was like, well, I've taught in North Philly. I um, taught at whatever the school was. I'm not going to mention it. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, because you taught there so many years, that means you understand the kids. That means you understand the culture. That means you're a quote unquote down. Cause she had the whole head bop going on. Like, I taught in such and such. What does that mean? What does that mean? Because you taught in an urban area, what does that mean? Have you lived there? Do you live there? No, you have not. Did you grow up in a Black household? No, your experience growing up is hella different from these kids. Hell, hella different from mine. So just because you taught there, like you damn, you just know. Yeah. And someone that when I first stepped into the school and being someone that's born and raised in North Philly, I could not even begin to imagine some of the things that these children had to endure from home. Right. From the stories and some situations. I'm like, oh my God, as an adult, I've never even touched any of that. Mm-hmm. 
So being an educator is just so much more than just sitting in front of a classroom and teaching from a book or trying to follow a curriculum. You really have to be able to relate to these children on a level that some of them may not be able to get to. And a lot of them be a little bit more patient. And I get it. These teaching circumstances and conditions are horrible. And it's a horrible thing to work in, but you have to come with compassion and you have to be willing to step aside from who you are and leave all your biases at the door when you're working with children. And a lot of people cannot separate that. And I, and there are great teachers that who can actually teach, but I just want to see more of us. Like there's only one black teacher in that whole school. One. And she's phenomenal. Like I love her to death. She's such a sweetheart and she can teach her ass off and she demands respect. And she loves and she caters to these kids, but it should not just be one person that's about to hit retirement soon. Like it it just shouldn't be one. And we have to ask the question, why are, um, why are not, why are there not enough black educators, black educators? Why are there not enough black black male educators? That's another thing. Because I feel like education is just something that is... We had one, but he was a sub and he was good too. He was only a sub though. I think he was like retired and he was just coming back to sub. sub. Yeah. But um, it's not, yeah. it's not a field that... I guess you got to be called to do it kind of say like you may maybe you have to have that in you to say I want to be an educator I want to make a difference I want to be maybe that teacher that you had in your life you know I feel like there is a lot of praise put on doctors and lawyers and mm-hmm. other things but the education field is missing so much it's missing so much and it burns you out quick. They say social work oh. burn you out quick, but education will burn you It'd be out. some days that I, and I, I can't never explain it. Like if my mom will call and I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. Like I just needed to step out the building. I'm having break in my car or something. And she'd be like, oh my God, like, why are you so tired? It's nothing. You just, you just around the kids all day. And I'm like, no, like you don't understand. You're taking understand. on your emotional It'll be times I'm talking to one student and she is bawling her eyes out and you got three different kids coming up to you. And as crazy as it may sound, I can answer the question of every single child that's asking me a question while still tending to the one that's crying. And that takes skill to be like, oh, baby, yeah, you can go to the bathroom. Yes, you can get a snack. Yeah, go get your book bag. Give me your homework. Like, (laughs) all while this one baby is crying. (laughs) But like, I'm like, people just, I don't think that they realize how draining and how overwhelming and how sad it can be depending on the child and the situation and special needs. And you just, you just be feeling bad and you want to help and you want to do something you can't do with so much. You want to teach them or show them what you want to teach them. And it's just a lot of fluff. It's a lot. I can't speak on any other field because, again, my field is education. But working yeah. in the education field, I can definitely say it's very, very draining. It's emotionally taxing. It is. Some days you do have to sit in your car and just decompress. And then dealing with the sometimes the people that you work with or people not understanding or people just, oh, gosh. It's, mm. it's a lot. So that's why my it's goal is 
I am coming up on my um <laughs> my retirement. I said I yeah. do not want to stay in one place for too long. I don't want to become that person that knows it all and seen it all and now is burnt out and bringing down the morale and mm-hmm. not making a space for someone else to come in after me. Bring somebody yeah. else in. Let that new graduate come in and take my place. Like I'm kind of now looking into what's my next career move? What's on yeah. the other side of this once I leave? I don't want to stay there for more than 10 years. And I'm because so- I've been there. You've been there for how long? I've been there for six. So I'm, I think this would be, I'm coming up, I believe, on my eighth year. Okay. And I've yeah. worked in so many different capacities in the education, like in the classroom, out the classroom, in the office. So yeah. now I'm in, a, I'm in a good place now. And I see a lot and I like this part because I get to work with black women business owners. So I really like this part, but. Which will be me next. That's why I had to tell the one lady, she was like, oh, well, you know, you'll be doing this position soon. I'm like, nah, I'm going to open up a daycare. I need to be able to, I know granted it's stuff that you got to abide by when you open it up a daycare too, but I need to be able to teach what I want like how I want it be creative as possible like I don't I love to be you know I'm a visual creative like I love to be creative you can't just hand me a book and say do the bulletin board like this nah I can't I I have to add my own spin my own twist it need to be 3d and real wild in your face so no I need to open up a daycare where I can do things how I want to or the way that I best see fit for these kids yeah yeah and make and make more money because y'all not about to be making the money that I'm making with my idea and how I'm about to be doing things. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm not it's definitely all the years. It's definitely uh, money to be made. Yeah, uh, you have to be strategic. Uh, I can't speak strategic about it, but it definitely um, can happen. So, yeah. aside from Black History Month and working while black. Child, it's hard. <laughs> we are about a few hours away from Valentine's Day. How you feeling over there, girl? Well, you got your course. edible panties on? No, for who? <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past? Like, who? Who am I the? Who? Who said that? Who? You become an owl. Yeah, who said that? The fuck I'm gonna put the panties on and eat them off myself. Like how is this? Yeah, I'm. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> there are platforms for people who will probably thoroughly enjoy to see that. Oh God, they probably. Oh, I probably could make a pretty penny. A pretty penny from the pretty kitty. But it would be a shit show. Can you imagine my big ass trying to bend down to bite my own? First of all, I'm gonna be thoroughly impressed if you can bend down <laughs> and. <laughs> Hell, I'm watching my damn show just to see how it's done. Teach me something, because I need. <laughs> I need to see it to believe it, okay? Who was that that they said took their ribs out so they could suck their own penis? I heard, oh, I think that was um, Marilyn was it, Manson? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it probably is a thing. Should I take my ribs out? I'm going to be at the floor. <laughs> I take my ribs out. I'm not working no more. Get that retirement early. <laughs> you said 10. Nope, got to do it at eight. Nope. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But I'm not, I, I don't, Valentine's Day is not a thing for me. If anything, I really do. I just always go out and get my mom 
chocolate covered strawberries and flowers. I just always do that because that's something that my dad would do for her. So I'll probably do that today after we come from the gym or whatever. And that'll just be that. Um, but I really, I'm not a Valentine's Day fan. And it's probably partially because shout out to my cousin. <laughs> my cousin, who is ever so woke, told me that you know the whole story behind the valentine's day thing now <clears throat> i've heard this story. <laughs> i've heard did you hear from him <laughs> I've, I've heard the story um from him and multiple people okay but i'm y'all not gotta a, listen y'all gotta listen to him tell a story he could tell a mean ass story <laughs> i'm not opposed to receiving um valentine's day gifts i'm just not <laughs> yeah i mean because you'll get gifts all year round. I get gifts all it's year round. It's cute for kids though. I love I it am kids. loved on all year round. You are. And a lot of people are. So I guess that's why a lot of people just they just it, don't care for it. Probably just don't care for it. But for yeah. my ladies out there that may be feeling a little lonely, love on yourself. Yes, Treat yourself. Um, it's nothing wrong with it. Do not feel pressured into having to have somebody because mm-hmm. you don't don't go dipping back into your archives Girl, don't do it dip 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 drip dip, dip, dip. <laughs> pan baby make it dip make no it dip, make because it dip. and then it's on a monday if you ain't get hit up now it's yeah. like come on let you had friday saturday and sunday it's a yeah. monday so let it go Keep let it go let it go or let it flow like let tangled. It <laughs> i mean frozen let is it, it frozen or tangled let it go frozen right i think frozen Tangle was go. the one with the long hair i gotta ask my kids and i think tony <laughs> is let it flow is it not oh but they wasn't on the Di- speaking of the disney channel oh my god i heard that the kardashians and on that note i think disney it's channel? um <clears throat> i think we can wrap up all right <laughs> all right I don't even handle no black business. Um, oh, God. Because that is going to open up a whole another. I just segment. feel like it's inappropriate. That's all I will say. I'll just leave with that. It's inappropriate. Can we just keep the children platform how it is? Why just keep them on Hulu? Why do you got to cross over to Disney? Well, I did not hear that. This is absolutely news to me. Allegedly. Um, I cannot see what will be airing on the Disney Channel behind the Kardashians, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I am. It's a children's platform. Nothing surprises me anymore. They play the fucking Proud Family, for Christ's sakes. Like, why are we adding it to that? Keep them on Hulu. Where's the problem? Hell, put them on Netflix, if that's what you want to do. It's giving me HBO after dark, but teach his own. See, you had the kids up, you know, they be on their tablets and stuff at nighttime. Oh, God. I just cannot. But anyway, I don't have a black business. Do you have any questions from our DPs? I'm going to be honest. I haven't even been looking at y'all stuff. So. I'll okay. have some. I'll have some the next time we record. I'll just go back and look. You know, 
Well, if you are tuned into any of our social media, you see that we constantly promote Black businesses. Um, it's always a Black business to showcase. So you can just go and check us out there. Please be sure to send us your kiss letters. Kiss letters. Mm -hmm. So we can read them out loud anonymously. And if you have a Black business that you think that we should look into or support, please send it our way. We love to support our Black businesses, not just in the month of February, but all year long. We will oh, yeah, buy we Black. We've been doing this way before Black History Month. So with that, as always, be oh, sure. Friend, yeah. I don't have a Black business, but I just want to shout out auntie saw it because from country cooking because homegirl found out a way to give y'all that food with y'all ebt cards and that was the smartest thing i ever saw did okay? you take the hot food and make it cold girl take the hot food and make it the fuck cold and people been selling her out okay i mean mm -hmm. from the spaghetti to the alfredo down to the cuban turkey wings down to the damn she in the kitchen seasoning the chicken tops, okay <laughs> that was the smartest thing ever i've never even thought of something like that to do i didn't even know you could do something like that you know why friend because we glad no because we don't have food stamps to start with so i'm not thinking about a way to spend something you're that right. i don't have <laughs> You're right. I just be buying the fuck food hot, making it cold. Buying it hot, making it cold, heating it back up. <laughs> she played too much. She messed up my moment. <laughs> but no, shout out to her for thinking. Black women are so dope. Ah, we're just going to leave on that note. Black women are dope. Auntie saw it. Country cooking. Girl, you better go ahead and get that EBT money. <laughs> But friend, let's wrap it up. As always, like be sure to light your sage, clutch your crystals, and do your kegels. Y'all better do them kegels for tomorrow and stop playing. <laughs>